0: Hello and welcome to the National Trust podcast. I'm Sean Douglas, podcast producer at the National Trust, and today we're bringing you another episode in our series of podcasts to ease you through lockdown. So in two days time, on the 4th of July, new government recommendations will allow us more freedom than we've had in months. However, there's still many people who are shielding and won't be able to take advantage of these newfound freedoms. For various reasons, many older people who don't have access to the tech that's been such a lifeline for most of us during lockdown will be at a disadvantage. And with many senior citizens facing an indefinite period of isolation, tech will be something they'll need to master. Many have found this transition daunting. But as our silver surfers will show you, tech is open to all. And if you can get the hang of it, you could be having the time of your life. One of the silver surfers who's loving her new digital life is 81-year-old Judith Brown.
1: I'm Judith Brown. I'm currently the acting chair of Bristol Ageing Better. Bristol Aging Better was an idea that we had when the Legal Lottery came up with the idea that cities could apply for money, for projects to do with loneliness and isolations. One of the things we decided was to try to get a radio show that was for older people.
2: And you are listening to The Rise Up Morning Show with Sandra and myself, Lynn.
1: It's actually a predominantly black station. It broadcast originally to the inner city. But we felt that there was room for us as well, and so did they. We got together a team of older people, started presenting our own programmes.
2: Hello, and welcome to The Bubba's Show on a Radio 98
1: FM between... The show's really like a magazine programme. People come in, and you interview them, and then they go away again and you play a bit of music. And the next one comes in. We've got a wonderful staff. We've got some amazing people.
2: It's Anna here. And I'm presenting the show with Hate and of course...
1: Me, Dave, Anna, Anna, Kate, Tess, Laura.
2: So what's in today's show? Well, in a minute we're going to be hearing Fubica from Age
0: UK. This was all happening at a time when we were blissfully unaware of how our lives in just a few short weeks would drastically change.
1: The Prime Minister will chair a meeting of the government's Cobra Emergency Committee...
3: Hospitals around the world have struggled with a stark reality.
0: Following government guidelines, Judith and her husband decided to shield. And then the unthinkable happened.
1: It's very hard when you've been married for 59 years, as we were, and you lose
0: your husband. Unrelated to Covid-19, but just as devastating, Judith's husband passed away. But despite the tragedy, one thing that's come out of this crisis is a sense of community, and Judith's community rallied around her.
1: We got offers from neighbours, people ringing up, putting notes through the door, saying, can we help you? Is there anything we can do? I mean, that's been wonderful. And when we all went out and clapped on our doorsteps um, for the NHS, that was a real community feeling. I'm sorry that stopped
0: really. All of this community contact was great, but like many of us that live alone, Judith wanted a connection that was more intimate.
1: Let's face it, when you're lonely and living on your own, it's quite hard, isn't it? Not being able to give people a cuddle, not being able to walk outside.
0: If for decades the only digital communication you've ever needed is your phone, it can be difficult to grasp what more you could gain from smartphones and apps, especially as it all looks so complicated.
1: Like many 81-year-olds, I don't have a smartphone. I've never seen the need for one. I had my computer, but all I did with it was store files and answer emails.
0: So the idea of getting on Facebook, well, it just wasn't her cup of tea.
1: I always sneered a bit at people who used Facebook. I've got to be honest, I did.
0: Pokes. Tags, trends, timelines, these were all things that Judith had little time for, and her thoughts on the core activity of most Facebook users.
1: Ooh, looking at pictures of pretty kittens, what are they about? What are they
0: doing? What a waste of time. But thanks to her daughter's encouragement, Judith did get online. And during lockdown, that new way of communicating with her family became a lifeline.
1: I didn't really know what to expect when we first started on uh, Facebook. My daughter, Meroi, when she explained it to me, it seemed quite simple. It'll ask you, why do you want to join? And you click on the thing, then it'll say, what is the password? You click on that thing.
0: And voila.
1: There I was on Facebook. A family group means you can talk to all of your family right away. All at the same time, you can see what they're saying. And it's brilliant.
0: And although, unlike phone calls, you can't hear people's voices, but being able to send pictures, have instant chat and share videos can make for more organic communication than you might think.
1: Every morning, I, I sign in because they're all waiting. And I say, OK, I'm still here. And we love This is so important during lockdown for older people.
0: In fact, so complete is Judith's conversion to Facebook, she's now even taking part in some of the behaviour she once used to snare at. One of our family cats is ill, so there was a big
1: discussion about that amongst us all.
0: While Judith saw the benefit of her tentative introduction to technology, there's one octogenarian whose accomplishments in tech would put most millennials to shame.
2: Um, My name is Maureen Childs and I'm 82 in a couple of months' time. I have a degree in computing. (laughs) I self-taught myself programming. I'm on the committee of Green IT and also North London branch of British Computer Society.
0: Although Maureen could be seen as some kind of North London tech ninja, she does admit that for many in her age group, there are huge barriers to getting involved in IT.
2: It's the cost that's the biggest barrier. Look at the prices. After that, it's training. You've got all these different words and invitations to press different buttons. Seniors are just so confused about this. Computer people don't understand what older people need.
0: So with that lack of support for older people, Maureen decided to set up her own training programme. And she called it Yanto.
2: Yanto stood for... You are never
0: too old. And she's right. You never are too old to learn new things. But for some people in her class, it was more of a challenge than for others.
2: I mean, I saw one older lady holding the mouse up to the screen. She thought the mouse was a kind of pen.
0: But not to worry, there is help at hand.
1: I'm Chris Fox. I'm a technology reporter for BBC News. There's a fear that... The internet and computers are are too hard for the elderly to use.
0: For the uninitiated, even just the hardware can be a challenge. Tapping on tiny virtual buttons can be difficult for those with poor vision or issues with dexterity. But manufacturers are becoming wise to this and building features into their software that mitigate many of these issues. There are even some manufacturers that are building whole phones dedicated to older users.
1: Instead of having lots of menus and stuff, the home screen just says, I want to, and then you press I want to, and it says I want to make a call, or I want to make a picture, or I want to make a video call. So it kind of simplifies the whole thing.
0: And once you've got to grips with the technology, there's just the small problem of the bewildering array of applications.
1: Facebook, WhatsApp, Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Skype, and Zoom.
0: Once you get over the names and look into the functionality things start to make more sense. So WhatsApp, just like text messages, but it's instant and you can share videos, images, and audio amongst your family and friends. Then there's Facebook, much the same as WhatsApp, but here you communicate with a wider group of friends, social groups, and even companies and organizations. And then Zoom, just like a phone call, but with video where you can talk with between one and 50 people. There is a learning curve, But once you get to grips with the hardware and applications, what you can do with them may astound you.
3: My name is Pauline. I'm 66 years old. I have three grandchildren. Life before lockdown was enormously fun. What did I used to do with the grandchildren? Oh, (laughs) everything and anything really. We'd go out for walks, do craft activities together, the cinema, puppet shows. We'd go on bus adventures, just do everything and anything together. Life before lockdown is very different to life in lockdown. Personally, I'm very vulnerable in the situation, I'm shielding.
0: Luckily for Pauline, years before the corona crisis, she started to dabble with the idea of using tech to keep in contact with her family.
3: Many years ago, my son was chosen to represent his local scout group by going to the World Jamboree in Chile. I was so motivated to try and keep in touch with him. I tried using chat rooms. From not a completely stationary start, I think I'm using technology enormously differently and much more creatively in lockdown than I ever
0: did before. Pauline started to understand how different apps could be used in different ways. Hello, Grandma, how are you? I'm very
3: Zoom I use for a fixed time meeting with uh, my grandchildren. We call it Nanny Chat.
4: Beards.
3: That way I can speak to my grandchildren and see them and we can do show and tell. We all planted sunflower seeds.
4: Look at my sunflower.
3: It's getting big. It's we, on nanny chat time we talk about how the seeds are growing. Sometimes the children do make a video of what their gardens are looking like. I'm in
0: my garden, grandma. So that was Zoom. But Pauline found that WhatsApp allowed her to be even more interactive with her grandchildren. Anyone up for a game of Guess This Room? With my grandson, we have a game called Guess This Room,
3: where, where I have to close my eyes. He takes the phone to another room. He then shows me a part of the room and I have to guess which room is in. And then we swap over. Yeah. When my grandchildren Devon are out and about, they immediately give me a WhatsApp call on the video to share with me the joy of seeing the hairy caterpillar or the grasshopper that landed on her hand.
1: A millipede. I can see ants as well.
3: It's that instantaneous, oh, I want to show that to Nanny, and Nanny <laughs> listens, that uh, is really exciting.
0: Welcome, boys and girls. The show is about to begin.
2: Hello, I'm Scoop, and this is my space.
3: One of the things that I've missed most is shared experiences in the theatre with my grandchildren.
2: I gather up all of the things that people either throw away or...
3: put. We went to the Little Angel Theatre in February half-term, and we had the most magical experience. To be honest, I did watch the puppet show, but I spent half the time just watching their faces and seeing them react to the show. I think it's on a very deep emotional level of connection. I took my children there when they were younger, and so now I'm taking my grandchildren. And we often talk about it in nanny chat times.
0: Pauline had always wanted to learn to make her own puppet shows for her grandchildren. But it wasn't until lockdown that the opportunity to do so became available.
1: Hello and welcome to day six of our home puppet make. Today we're going to... Well, the
3: course is the foundation course for puppetry. My aim is by the end of the course, I can do a puppet show on a video and then their parents can close the curtains, um, bring out some sweets... Settle down, play some music before Nanny's puppet show starts. That's my hope and dream for the. how I'm going to
0: use the course. Technology gives you lots of options to connect with your family from the comfort of your own home. But what if before lockdown, a key part of your social and mental well-being needs were met by group meetings and physical activities out in the real world? This is an area where technology can struggle to help. But in Glasgow there's a group of senior citizens that have hacked the internet to use technology to help them maintain parts of their busy and packed social
5: calendar. Crazy golf, trampolining, zip sliding, surfing, foraging, speedboating and we host murder mystery lunches. <laughs> My name is Pasna I run a social enterprise organisation called Weekday Wow Factor. It's aimed at people who are aged 55 and above to make exciting leisure activities more accessible uh, for more people, really. There's one
0: member of Weekday Wow Factor called Diane. She's in her 70s and Weekday Wow Factor has definitely put some wow into her weekdays.
4: I think, uh, like the suffering last year, that was definitely a thing I would never have thought of trying. But with past encouragement, off we went to Wales. The social side uh, is very good. I've met a lot of new friends and it helps to pass time, it gets you fitter. And all round, it's just a
0: very good thing to do. Amongst all of these extreme and adventurous expeditions provided by Wow Factor, it was ironically the relatively sedate weekday disco that was one of the most popular events. Unfortunately for these and many ravers across the UK, the days of these footloose frolics would shortly draw to a close. For
3: tomorrow, if you have coronavirus symptoms, however
5: mild... It was Friday the 13th of March. We were all waiting for Boris Johnson to come up with the COBRA meeting feedback. The most important task will be to protect our elderly and most vulnerable people... I, I was quite shocked to hear that the virus was going to affect people that I would be working with. When
3: the NHS will be under the most pressure.
5: The overall majority of people had actually said that they would prepare for the disco to carry on until the government stops us. Something just didn't sit right with me. I just, I just couldn't carry on. The, the disco for for moral reasons, really. There is no way I could just leave all the participants who really, really do get a lot of health benefits from our disco and the social benefits. So Pasna
0: racked her brain for an idea of what she could do to keep this event that brings so much joy to so many people alive.
5: The only thing I could think of was a virtual daytime disco which was a safe way of still being connected and remaining active. There were four of us on the WhatsApp call. It worked really well. It was a delight to see everybody. And people's eyes were sparkling as they made eye contact with everybody else. Decided to switch to Skype. It meant that more people could join us on Skype. So instead of four, the capacity on Skype was 50.
0: For Diane, however, these events weren't quite her cup of tea.
4: I enjoyed the discos, but maybe not to the same extent as the other ladies. I'm more used to getting out and about, so I found it a little bit
0: difficult. Once again, Pasna found herself in a position where she needed to find a way to fulfil the needs of her members. And then one night, there was just this eureka moment.
4: One night, uh, Pasna and I were talking about Glasgow Museums. We got on to walking. And we were just wondering if there was such a thing as a virtual walk. So passed went and
5: looked into it. I googled it and my jaw dropped. I came into this other world of learning about all these virtual tours online where you can go for a walk for 4K in the middle of New York.
0: And the next thing they knew, the members of Weekday Wow Factor were marching their way through the streets of Cuba. Can you see everything
5: now, just about? Oh, wow, I need to. Isn't that amazing that you can keep them in here? You're looking good, yeah? Oh, Alison's coming in, that's great. <laughs> so with our walking adventures, people will be on a virtual treadmill where they'll be taking steps on the spot and watching the video play and they'll be moving their arms and legs in almost the marching position if they wish or only using their lower body or they can sit and take steps or move their body, move their arms and legs at the same time or they can just watch.
0: Oh,
3: yay! fling clave. Hey.
5: So this week, the participants have chosen to go to Havana in Cuba. And as many people have booked up holidays for the summer that they can't go to, it's a way of our escapism right now. Having
4: a walk on adventures to go to is another bit added on to your day. It's something to look forward to at three o'clock on a Monday and three o'clock on a Friday to do.
5: There's so much capacity there to, to explore the sides of tech that I would have never been aware of if it wasn't for the lockdown. did you
4: get that one? I don't know it.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm still
3: walking. <laughs>
0: Now, we're not trying to deny that all of this tech stuff can be daunting. But if you haven't yet tried it, hopefully these amazing ladies have inspired you to at least give it a go. And if they haven't, here's Judith again, who you heard from at the start of the episode.
1: Don't be afraid. I'm telling you, do not be afraid. You can do it. I'm 81. If I can do it, you can do it. And I promise you, with all these things, your world will open up. The world is there at your doorstep waiting for you.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the National Trust podcast. If you're an older member of society and feel you could benefit from getting better acquainted with technology, you can contact Age UK on 0800 678 1602. There you'll find more information about tech support in your local area. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Spotify, Google or Apple Podcasts to be notified when new episodes are available. And for more audio programmes from the National Trust, go to nationaltrust.org.uk forward slash podcasts. We'd also like to thank Age UK and Yujima Radio for their help while producing this episode. We'll be back in two weeks with another episode. So until then, from me, Sean Douglas, goodbye.